Ever feel unable to focus, tired, and just low on energy? We understand that feeling. We understand it so well that the Sports and the World Podcast is brought to you by the Couch Guys Sports Network and sponsored by our friends over at Shocked Energy. Shocked Energy is a drink made by gamers for gamers. All their flavors come packed with 180 milligrams of caffeine to ensure that no matter what you're doing, your focus will always be razor sharp to keep you performing at the top of your game. Their formulas are designed to specifically give you high energy boost when you need it most while ensuring to avoid the jitters after too much caffeine consumption. Head over to www.shockenergy.com and use the promo code CGSN today for 10% off your order. Check out their green apple flavor box or even their watermelon flavor box. Oh, and don't worry, they ship worldwide. That's right, worldwide. Get your shocked energy today and let us help you gain your focus and energy back. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, but more particularly, evening. If whatever you're watching us today, watch the sports and the world podcast. And hope all of you are well and safe this evening. And tonight, something special, something different. I want to bring on one of my favorite guests I've had on. He's an amazing baseball content, amazing guy, great podcast, yeah. the Walking It Off podcast. Trust me, great stuff. He knows his stuff. And of course, I'm talking about Francisco Castro. And how are you, my friend? I'm doing well. I do. I'm doing well. I think this is the third time I've come on your show, and so I mean, I feel like at this point, you might as well just get me on every other week. Now, at this point, I feel like I'm part of the I'm part of the sports business here with you. Yeah, it, it feels like you know we got to sing it some. You know, we got to do something. I, I'm I'm management, so I'll talk to me later, and we'll yeah. <laughs> send me a contract. Yeah, we'll get we'll get a contract going and run it through, run it through the departments. But great to have you back on, of course, especially with baseball being back. A lot of free agents, especially it was a frenzy, especially Mm -hmm. when the lockout was going. So uh, I just want to start with some of the signings and some of the bigger name signings. And one of the signings, interesting, well, they're all very interesting for different reasons. But I'm looking at, you know, Texas with Corey Seager, 10 years, 325 million. Now, you know, listen, two-time All-Star two-time Silver Slugger, World Series MVP. People tend to forget that. And he was a rookie of the year. So just some just some of your thoughts on that signing and what it means for the Rangers. I was I was surprised that, one, um, he signed there. I was also surprised that um, Marcus Simeon signed there, leaving Toronto, where like he was hitting with Vlad, Vladdy, some of like the studs of baseball. Um and and he actually went left there to go play play for for the Texas Rangers. I mean, they have they have good they have they're going to have one of the best infields in baseball. That's for sure. They're going to have one of the best infields in baseball. Corey Seager, you kind of like listed his accolades. Like he's he's been very successful everywhere he's go everywhere he's gone. Career two ninety seven hitter, um, over hundred uh, over hundred home uh, over hundred home runs, uh, three hundred and sixty four RBI. Like he he is productive. Having him there, having Simeon there, um, and they have they have young talent, right? They haven't been good for several seasons. They've drafted. Uh, we'll see how how prospects turn out. Because I mean, for me, like prospects, they're just that until they can prove what they, what they are. 
Um, but they have some good they have some good pieces, and I mean they're both signed long term. Um, so it's it's gonna be interesting. I was surprised. I will say that I was because I didn't think Texas really had it in them to just become this massive spending team. Um, although they've done they've done it in the past. If you look at the contracts they get, they gave out when they went to the World Series, um, and then a couple years after when they were kind of suffering from those contracts that they gave out um, for that that World Series run that they had um, should have won, could have won, and ended up losing to the Giants and to, and to the Cardinals back to back seasons. But um, yeah, I mean it's. I'm I'm interested. I think the AL West is going to be interesting. You look at what um, Houston always does; they're always they're always good. Uh, the Angels, they're they have some of the best players in baseball, yet they're always around 500. So maybe this is the year they finally take that next step. Uh, playoffs expanded, so maybe Mike Trout will finally see him in prime time. <laughs> um, Oakland, who knows what they're doing? They just sold off everybody, which breaks my heart because. It's just something I, it's a team I grew up cheering for and to see them just give off everybody. Um, it's, it's annoying, but you know, it, it is what it is, but I mean, no matter what, they always end up being like a 97 win team. Like I won't be surprised if Oakland wins 85, 87 games and sneaks into the postseason. Like that's just what Oakland does. But I mean, to, to, but to answer your question, I was surprised when Seager signed with, with Texas, with the Rangers. Um, I didn't see it coming. I didn't see any of that coming, but I'm, I'm excited because I think, like I said, I think the AL West is going to be fun. Yeah, it it, it it did feel kind of out of you know you know left field, even though he plays in the infield. It did it, <laughs> it it did definitely feel that way, and and kind of sticking within division. You know, you mentioned you mentioned the A's. Now, with the A's moving you know, Matt Chapman to you know to to Toronto, and <sighs> Toronto just looks they're absolutely stacked. It, it, it looks it's, it's a lineup. And I think one of the last times we spoke, we talked about Toronto and just how much I, I like Vlad Guerrero, how much, mm-hmm. you know, you look at you look at that young talent there and then you throw in a guy, a proven guy like Matt Chapman there and sticking in the division. So what does this mean? You know, two part question. How does that, you know, in terms of the outlook for the Blue Jays and what does this do? For the A's, who not only traded Matt Chapman, you know, they also made a deal. They moved Matt Olson as well. Mm. So the bigger question is, what does it mean, A, going back to the Blue Jays? What does that mean for the Blue Jays? And just for the A's, not only, like I say, trading Chapman and then trading, you know, Matt Olson, two of their better players. What does that Mm -hmm. mean for the Blue Jays, you know, from a trade standpoint for Chapman and for the organization for the A's as well, giving up two two of their best talented players i think the olsen trade was um probably more hurtful than the chapman trade because olsen um not only is he the one of the best like if not the best first baseman in baseball offensively like he's a stud like he can give you a ton of home runs um he has incredible power like incredible power um and his a swing his swing from the left side is probably one of like my favorite swings to watch like it's just like it flows it looks great um, Chapman, um, offensively, he's not the same as Olsen, um, but he is probably the best, if not one of the best defensive players in all of baseball. Like he is going to completely transform their infield. Uh, their infield is going to be, again, like we talked about the, the Rangers, like the Blue Jays, their infield is stacked. Like they have like power everywhere. They have defense everywhere. And Matt Chapman, he's a platinum gold, platinum glove winner. Like he's, he's incredible. Uh, he makes plays that like, he makes him look so easy. 
um, but they're incredibly hard, which maybe sometimes, and he, plus he plays in Oakland, so they're both overlooked, both Matt Olson and Matt Chapman. Like when, when this all went down on Twitter, people were wondering, like, who is Matt Olson? And like, why is he being traded? Like, oh, he's one of the better players in baseball that no one even knows about. Uh, what does that mean for Oakland? It's just what they do every four or five years instead of paying players. Their, their owner is like one of the richest owners in baseball, which irritates me so much that like I saw today. Funny you say that today is the first day they finally spent money in free agency. Up to today, they had spent zero dollars in free agency, but they traded away Matt Olson, Matt Chapman, um, Chris Bassett, one of their stud pitchers. Um, but they haven't done anything to bring back today. They, they signed a veteran catcher, um, Stephen Vogt, who actually made his debut with Oakland uh, now, maybe what, six, seven years ago. Um, but yeah, that's just what they do. They, they don't, they don't have a stadium. Their stadium's garbage, but you know what? It, it it's, that's just the way it is. Um, but for Toronto, like they're stacked, like they're, that's why I said, like, I don't know how, I don't understand why Simeon left. Cause like if he was still there, like that that team is is their power is stupid right now. It'd be it'd be it'd just be dumb with with him on there. But no, that team is stacked. I think they're the team to beat in the American League. I really do. Like, I mean, they have pitching, they have infield defense, outfield defense. They have power everywhere. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. Like it's gonna be fun. Like those those division games, the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Blue Jays, the uh, the Rays, who are always they're always good. It's gonna be fun to watch that team. Like it's that that whole division is gonna be incredible to watch. Like I'm I'm excited, but I mean the Blue Jays. I think they're the team to be like legitimately. Like they might be my new AL team. Like I was telling a friend of mine, like they, I might just cheer for the Blue Jays now because like they're a wagon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's amazing that you say that because when I, when I saw the addition of Chapman and then I just look, it is very hard to find a flaw. Like you yeah. would really have to be very nitpicky when trying to find a flaw with this Blue Jays team. And, and to your point, when I look when I look at this when I look at the Blue Jays, it's very hard not to put them in the conversation. It you know it is not the, the realm of possibility for me to see them in the World Series. You know, oh, not a doubt. Yeah, for sure. Because when you a once again the talent and thing and then I think we spoke about this. I think we talked about the Blue Jays a lot in our last time we spoke. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We talked about that this could be one of those where they could make a kind of run before they have to pay mm-hmm. the pay oh, the yeah. likes of a flag or they have to play Bijou. You know, it could be one of those things where they could go on a little run mm-hmm. because of the youth. And then the pitching. The pitching to me was the concern, but they addressed it. Mm-hmm. And, and then I just look at the AL East, and then I look at, you know, the Yankees, you know, getting back Anthony Rizzo. That to me was – to me, you know, I don't want to say the, it was a great sign, but, you know, the, in the way that we talked about Chapman defensively, I think Rizzo definitely belonged, you know, when we look defensively first basements. I just think this AL East, you know, I don't think they're trying to do what, you know, what the AFC West did in football. I, uh-huh. just, I was, every, I'm a Raiders it, fan, so that, that makes me happy. Yeah, like, everybody, let's, let's, let's all go here. And, and it kind of – in. To me, I just like the AL and like listen, and then you know, and there's the Orioles. So there's that. I I don't know. I, I look. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Only thing I can tell those who are watching and listening: Hey, football season. Hey, the Ravens. They're gonna be good. Yeah, mm-hmm. the baseball team. I'm not saying it could be over by June. I'm not saying that, but. 
I think when you look at the Rays, they're always been because the last couple of years, Yankees, even the Red Sox, and which which leads into this, the Red Sox getting Trevor Story, which is interesting, six years, hundred and forty million, and when you just look at Trevor Story, mm-hmm. amongst shortstops, second in extra base hits, and he's tied for the most home runs since twenty sixteen with one hundred and fifty eight. He's tied with and he's tied with Francisco Lindor. I look at the Red Sox and I go, well, I, I kind of immediately dismissed story going to the Red Sox because they yep. wait, well, they got they got Xander Bogart. So what's <laughs> you know, that's just me just looking around like, you know, I didn't have the Red Sox high on my list because hey, you know, well, Trevor Story is gonna move to second base with 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 Boston. Um and you talk about Xander Bogarts, yeah. Uh he may eventually replace Xander Bogarts. When that time comes, are they going to re-sign Xander? Who knows? I'm sure they want to. I mean, but, um, yeah, no, he's going to move over second base. You talk about infields that are stacked. Like, this is another great example of, like, a team that's just absolutely loaded. Um, Yeah, that whole AL East is going to be, it's, like I said, it's going to be fun. With the exception of the Orioles. But even then, they have some nice guys on that team. Like, they have some talent. Um, maybe this is the year where the Orioles put it together and then we're all surprised. And it's, just, yeah. I don't know, like, I, I think the lockout had really gotten me to the point where I'm like, I miss baseball so much. And then it, it, it was almost like it was taken away from us because it was for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then Rob Manfred is teasing us. Like, is he going to bring back baseball? Is he not going to bring back baseball? Like what's going on? So like, I just cannot wait to like, see any, like I've been watching spring training games. Like I love it, man. Like it's, I'm, I'm hyped. Um, I can't wait to see Red Sox, Yankee, or yeah, Red Sox, Yankees, Rays, Blue Jays. Like I said, that division is loaded. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be an absolute bloodbath. But I love it. It's gonna be great. Yeah, like the AOS, great example. It, it, it's one of those things when you just look at just top to bottom. Like, like to your point about Baltimore. Like we we joke about Baltimore. There's 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 some talent there, but when you just look at the top, and you just look at Yankees, the Red Sox, the Blue Jays, and you're just looking around like, and then you got the right. It's like it could be those situations where, listen, every you know every game is going to be important in any series they play, because we because if you ask me today who wins that division, I I would lean Blue Jays. Obviously, mm. I would lean yeah. Blue Jays yeah. for obvious reasons. But you know, story to the to the Red Sox, kind of a game changer. But you know, speaking of game changers and sticking in, you know, sticking with shortstops, Carlos Correa, go, going to Minnesota three years, $105.3 million. And what's interesting about his contract, mm. that is opt-outs after the first two seasons. Yeah. So that to me, I tell, you know, I tell people, listen, you can take that however you want to take mm-hmm. it. But to me, just what, what are your thoughts on Correa going to Minnesota? Um, I think if he has a great season, he's opting out. Like, there's no way he's going to – I mean, it's – unless – I mean, because Minnesota, they're they're a good team, but they're not – I don't think they're a team that's going to really have any big playoff. Like, a, you know, they're not going to – he may get tri- – I don't know. Like, I mean, like, when he had those deals where it's like a three-year deal, but it's really a one-year deal because he can opt out. Like, it's – I mean, it's maybe just because he didn't want to sign that one-year deal. It gives you kind of a cushion, too, if he, if he, if he struggles, which I don't see him doing. He's a great player. Yeah. Um, but if he did for some reason, he has that to fall back on. Like, okay, I'll opt into my contract, and then I will do it again next year. Like, well, next year will be my prove it deal, and then I then he he wants one more. He wants a big deal. Like, 
he wants a big contract. I think he's just kind of waiting it out to see what's out there. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he's traded. I mean, if he's having a good season and he's he informs Baltimore, I mean, um, the Twins that he's not gonna he's not gonna sign uh, opt into his contract, and maybe he asks them to trade him to a contender. Who knows? I mean, it's it's interesting. It's really surprising. Um, I don't know what surprised me. I guess okay, that didn't surprise me as much as uh, um, Chris Bryant going to the Rockies. Yeah. But it was kind of up there where I'm like, really, the Twins? Like, they're not really. I don't see them as a contender. They're good, but I don't, I don't see them as a contender. And Correa strikes me as a guy who wants to play for a contender, right? He wants to be on a team where he can, because in the postseason, he's one of the best players I've ever seen in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Like he's electric in the postseason. He's not going to get that with the Twins. I mean, maybe they do. And I mean, maybe he's that piece that allows them to finally win a postseason game because they haven't won a postseason game in like who knows how long. Yeah. And, and to your point, you know, what shocked about Minnesota was to your point. I look at Minnesota, they're a good team. Would I say yeah. great? I, you know, that's, that's a bit of a stretch. But, you know, not not against what, you know, Rocco Vardelli and what they're doing. That's not a knock at all. But when you just look at Carlos Correa, he was second in the RBI. This is all amongst shortstops, 92 RBIs. Second, you know, and he's second in RBI since 2015. Second to, of course, that guy named Xander Bogarts. <laughs> so, and then to your point, Correa has proved it in the, he's proved it, you know, he wins with Houston, how great he is in, in, in the postseason. So I, I don't knock the contract, first and foremost. What was interesting that it was to Minnesota mm-hmm. because it, it kind of felt like you look at Minnesota and what stuck out was like, oh, well, he has opt-outs after the first two seasons. So, and to your point, he could be like, hey, one good year. Be like, okay, well, you know, you know, you see it in the NBA, like like, like Braun's an example. Like he would sign like one, two-year deals and be like, well, uh, you know, you know, like I, I'm, I'm not going to sign a long-term deal again in my career. Yeah. And, yeah. and that could very that could be Korea. I, I don't know. But but you mentioned sticking, we're sticking, I guess we're sticking with the infield theme. I promise we'll get to outfielders, but you <laughs> mentioned you you mentioned Chris Bryant. Yeah. This to me, do I think Chris Bryant deserved to get paid? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But when I saw he went to Colorado, and look, I'm not knocking the Rockies. Listen, you we've all seen him play. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Seven year, 182 million. Now I understand you want to to put a face on the team. I get that. But seven years, 182 million. Listen, Chris Bryant, four-time All-Star Rookie of the Year, NL MVP. I'm, I, I'm not saying he's not great. But to your point, this to me, you know, being a Cubs fan, this was the shocker because I knew he was going to get paid. I knew, listen, the Cubs management, I knew that, listen, they pinch pennies every night. So I'm not worried about them. Anymore. But I guess, and, I, and I'll get your thoughts. What, what surprised me the most is, is that when I look at the deal, first of all, Scott Boris, listen, he's doing his job. Great agent. Listen, when you, like, oh, he's going to go. I heard Seattle. I heard Philly. I heard that too, I'm, yeah. That'd have been nice. I'm, like, I'm like, those are two good, interesting spots. Yeah, he would at least contend for the playoffs. But when I saw Colorado, I went and, and my mind shouldn't have gone there, but I'm like, okay, this this is for the money. I'm like, listen, I, I oh, I, I'm not, it was. I mean, if it wasn't, what it's 
I mean, and you know, good for him though. Like, you know, you got your money. Like, I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, he's he, they're like that team does have talent. Like, Charlie Blackman is still a good player. Um, Stan Hilliard's a good player. Jose Iglesias is a decent player. Um, uh, they have some good pitching. Um, uh, Herman Marquez, he's a good pitcher. Um, Kyle Freeland's a good pitcher. Um, uh, it's, I mean, you talk about like the altitude in Colorado. Like, I don't know. Like, they, they it was just what we're in 2022. It was just three four years ago they were almost like a perennial like playoff contender like for a three four year stretch they were they were at least in the wild card game um so i mean it can be done i you know i i'm curious to see if it gets done like i, I doubt it like but yeah i mean you're you're playing in, in a, a division with the giants the the padres um the diamondbacks i mean they're they might not win their many games, but even still, like I mean, you're there's they're in a good division, so it's it's gonna be tough. But yeah. he got paid, you know, good for him. He got he got the bag. Yeah, he got the bag. Like, listen, listen, as a Cubs guy, I, I want to see him succeed. Just like with Rizzo getting his deal with the Yankees. Does it hurt? Yes, it hurts every day. But what hurts more seeing Rizzo go to the Yankees? Because, like, I mean, I'm not a big Yankees guy. Like, I've always I think maybe everyone just kind of has that like the Yankees. Um, or seeing Chris Bryant go to the Rockies? <sighs> Boy, that, that, that's a great question. I guess what hurts the more is where I, me personally, you know, I've always had a soft spot for Anthony Rizzo. So it hurts, but it hurts from the perspective of that I know how valuable Chris Bryant was, but I look at Anthony Rizzo, I just look at him and go, that it hurts because – I felt like if there was one of those two guys we could have probably brought back, mm-hmm. it was Rizzo. Like yeah. Chris Bryant, there was no way on God's great beautiful earth that the Rickets were going to give Chris Bryant $182 million. And I don't but, know if he wanted to sign after they kind of screwed him over with the whole um, keeping him back a couple months just so they can get him an extra year. Like he was pretty upset yeah. that. Yeah. It, it, and, I under, and I completely understand. Listen, I, I, I'm I, like, I listen. I'm like, who did it? Oh, the Cubs did it? Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Everyone does it. Every team. Every yeah. team does it. And it's like when I saw they did the Chris Bryant, I'm like, ah, it, it makes it that much harder. And But it, it, it hurts more to see Rizzo because I felt like if there was anybody we could have possibly reached out and resigned, it was probably been Rizzo. Because mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm a realist. Like, the, I don't think Bryant ever considered going back to Chicago. Yeah. But I felt I felt a part of Rizzo maybe wanted to go back to Chicago, hmm. but I think he saw the better situation with the Yankees, and that's fine. And and that that's what kind of hurts, but it doesn't hurt his perspective of like like you know anger hurt. It, it's like you know man, I really wanted to see him back in that uniform. More like disappointing, you say or no? Yeah, I, I would say mildly disappointing because cause I think Rizzo to me, I think to a lot of fans, a lot of Cubs fans, I think he was just type of the guy that he just felt. Not saying Chris Bryant wasn't likable, but it just felt like with Rizzo, just the it just felt different with him. And it's it kind felt of like you guys is Freddie Freeman. I, I would kind of that's a perfect that's, that's a very perfect example. That's a very good he was paradigm. Good, he was there before like everyone else kind of went up and yeah, and, and I think that's that's the perfect example there because it's just like it hurt it hurt when it hurt. Listen, when he got tra- it hurt when it happened. Hmm. Like that day when all of them just left with bias, all of them. It just felt like the purge, and it was like, Cubs trade. Doo-doo-doo. It was like it, mm-hmm. but seeing Rizzo go was like, okay, maybe that's the guy who will come back. 
because I didn't, yeah. you know, I didn't expect Baez nor Bryant to to come back for for their respective reasons. Mm-hmm. So that's what kind of stung a little in that regard. But speaking of Freddie Freeman, you know, he he went to the Dodgers, six year, hundred and sixty two million. And look, when you look at him, where he stands in the history of the Braves, he's sixth in home runs, fifth in hits, sixth in RBIs all time. So he's an all time Braves great. Now. And obviously the Braves kind of, you know, replacing with Matt Olson, it kind of feels. So what does this mean for the Dodgers when you look at their lineup? And we oh. talk about when we talk about their, we, we, we're, we're talking about lineups. <laughs> it's like you look at the Dodgers, like how in the, where in the world, like it's pretty obvious where Freddie Freeman fits, but like how, it's kind of speechless. Where does he fit in the mold of this team? I guess is my question to you. Well, I mean, Max Muncy's a great first baseman. And one of the, I mean, like if you think, if you look at what they did in the postseason, like their last several years, Muncy, Muncy has probably been one of their best uh, offensive players um, in the postseason. They can, he's injured, but they'll move him to DH, which gives them a chance to now. And I'm glad this whole DH thing is here in the national league. Like, yeah. I mean, that's, that's one thing I can't, I can't wait to see. I'm tired of seeing um, like pitchers, you know, attempting a hit and every once in a while you see a home run by a pitcher and it looks cool but like every other time it's like this is kind of dumb um but yeah so max muncie's in the dh but you look at that uh, lineup i mean you got mookie best leading off trey turner uh freddie freeman justin turner another solid bat max muncie will smith chris taylor bellinger yeah cody bellinger hitting eighth in your in your on your in your in their lineup and then uh aj pollock and uh Ninth. I mean, and I mean, this is just a projected lineup. It could change, obviously, yeah. but like, there's no easy out. <laughs> like, yeah, there's no. I mean, maybe Chris Taylor, but even him, like, he's been really good for them, and he's come out super clutch. Uh, like, there's no, there's no weak link. It's and every one of this team, um, except for Will Smith, their catcher, has has been an All Star at some point in their career. A couple of them have won MVPs. Um, it's yeah, it, it's again, the lineup is crazy. It's. It's insane how the Dodgers do this every year. Um, they just get better. Um, you know, credit to them. Like, I don't get mad at them. I'm I'm happy that they're they're doing with, you know, I wish other teams would do that. But uh yeah, I mean, it's 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 gonna be another team that where you're just like, wow, man, this this team they can win a ton of games. And I mean they will, and they might win a hundred games. Yeah, and and to your point, everybody on that rock, you know, listen. All star MVP, and it kind of feels like when I and I always and I said it the last time, and I'll say it again. When I see lineups like if the expectation of them for to, to win to win a world series, not just to get there, but to win yeah. it. And and I think like once again, I look at like a Dave Roberts, and, and I look around like this, you know, being a manager of certain franchises, you know, whether the Dodgers, even like every move for the Yankees, like it's it's hard because of expectations realistic expectations is to me very key we look at the dodgers it's always a realistic expectation there to not just make the playoffs but you gotta get to the world series whether that's fair whether it's fair like people say oh whether it's fair nobody said it was fair or not fair but when i look at this dodgers lineup and, and given what they've done in years past it's not completely out of the realm of possibility for them not to make the world series again Mm-hmm. You know, g- given that, like, 
it's like looking at where the talent kind of shifted. It's like, well, the Dodgers, I'm not saying the division got easier, but it just felt like you add a bat like Freddie Freeman. It's like, and it, it makes it that much easier because to your point, that rule, you know, having that DH rule is the best thing to happen for the national league because now you have that extra bat. And that to me is, is, is super important because to your point, and I use this example, like, like I love Kyle Hendricks, mm-hmm. love the professor. I do not want to see him at bat with two guys with the runners on second and third with one out. I don't want to see it or with two out. I don't want to see it. People are like, Oh, well listen, now if he's on the mound, he gets out of that situation. Sure. Do I want him in the batter's box? <laughs> Absolutely not. No. And so now adding that extra bet, I think it benefits the National League that much more to have an extra bat in that lineup. And and kind of sticking now, we're kind of probably expand to the outfield a little. And looking what like look at look what the you know, look at the Phillies. Like, here's the this is the thing. When you're the Braves, you, you lose Freddie Freeman. Oh, but we get Matt Olson. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the Phillies, say, okay, hey, that's cool, <laughs> that's great. Oh, oh, by the way, we signed uh, Kyle Schwarber and Nick Kassan. So, uh, you know, we'll start with Nick. You know, first of all, I'm glad he's out of the NL Central. Good, he can. I, I, I'm okay with that. I think, I think we're both. We, we're, I think we're kind of both. We're, we're both NL Central guys. I think we're like, okay, mm-hmm. Nick, hey, great. Yeah, get him out. Yeah, send you a care package. Cool, great. Here, here, I'll throw in twenty bucks more. Just, just get him out of here. You know, he gets a five-year, hundred million dollar deal. Listen. What he did last year, listen, he was third in slugging percentage, fourth in batting average. And then and then you're like, if that's not enough, they said, you know what? Let's get Kyle Schwarber, one of my personal – he's my favorite because I just – I don't know. I, I really like – listen, 291 batting average, several home runs, that was with limited time with the Red Sox. So it's it's not it's not the, the perfect window to encapsulate him in. But now you look at the Phillies now. Given what the Braves have done, like, like my goodness, we even talked about Matt Scherzer going to the Mets. Oh, geez. It's, it just feels like certain divisions now. This is, I think, I think what happened was is that, hey, I don't know if football, I don't know if the NFL saw the Major League Baseball. They said, well, listen, like the AFC West took a model and saw like what they were doing in the AL East and AL. Like, okay, listen, let's just put all the talent here. And you all figure it out. The NL East this year is going to be very interesting mm. for a multitude of reasons. But go, circling back to the Phillies, the signings of Nick – I can never say this man. Castellanos. Castellanos, thank you. Thank you. That's why you're the – that's why you bail me out. You're, see, that's why you come on the show I'm a lot because you, you bail me out. I got you, bro. It's like you're going jeopardy. Listen, I – how much money – how much is the clue worth? Just take the money. Mm. I know his name. I can probably spell you his name. Saying the name? Listen, I'll, I'll, I'll take uh, – yeah, I'll just take another category. But with those two signings for the Phillies, what does that do to the Phillies lineup, which this Phillies team is not – it's not terrible. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, no, it's good. I mean, they, it, they might they might finally make the playoffs uh, after missing it for the last couple seasons. I mean, you just look at their lineup. I mean, Schwarber, Castellanos, Harper, uh, JT Remuto, uh, Reese Hawkins, who's good, Gene Segura, uh, Didi Gregorius, and Alec Baum. Like, I mean, they got a ton of talent on that team. 
Um, Harper, he's still only 29. Like, right, he's still a young guy. Um, he's won two MVPs. Um, last year, he had 35 home runs, 42 doubles. Uh, Castellanos, is, he's only 30. I feel like he's so much older than he actually is. I mean, mm -hmm. he's a, another guy with 34 home runs, um, a ton of RBIs. Uh, Schwarber, uh, he only played 113 games last season. You were kind of talking about that. He had 32 home runs. So, like, they have so much power now uh, on this team. Um, I want to see how their how their um, how their line or their um, pitching is going to be. Um, we'll see how that kind of how that kind of shakes out. Their bullpen, how that shakes out, that might be um, an issue. Uh, Knable, he might be he's going to be their closer. It looks like. Um, but so, I mean, that may, we'll see how their pitching turns out, but I mean, they got some talent on the, in the rotation as well. I mean, you just look at what they got. Um, this might be a chance for the, for the Phillies. And I want them to make the postseason so bad. Like I want to see Bryce Harper in, in the shining lights. There's some players that just absolutely just like they, 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 we need them in, in the postseason. Like Mike Trout, it's a yeah. shame. The angels suck. Like it is like, and like he's the best player in baseball. He should be, like what other sport has the best player and like they're not in the postseason ever, right? You don't see yeah. that very often. Um, and he's gonna be in, in Los Angeles for a while, or not even Los Angeles, Anaheim, wherever they are now, um, for a while. But I mean the Phillies with the expanded postseason, they they better be in there, man. Like, I mean, they after assigning all these players over the last couple seasons, they they have nothing to show for it, right? Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, but their lineup is their lineup is deep. It's just I want to know how their their bullpen shakes out. Um, they blew no one blew more saves than they did in, in 2021. Um, they had one of the they had uh, the 25th worst bullpen last season. So I mean, there's issues they have to work out um, if they can solidify their bullpen. Like this could be a, a playoff team and a team that you don't want to see in the postseason because, like I said, they have arms, they have talent, like. <laughs> It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Like I mean, I'm like I said, I keep on saying that, but I'm I, I'm serious. Like I I cannot wait for baseball. It's gonna be so much fun watching these teams battle it out. Yeah, and then more specifically, just some of these divisions. Mm -hmm. It's just the internal. Like I said, that the AL East, it was already good. It got that much better. You look at the NL East, you're like, if and then I didn't even mention the fact the Braves got Kenley Jansen, which you know. You know that that's the big, especially on the back end of their, you know, the back end of the bullpen. It it just feels like this. It just feels like, you know, with the expanded, like to your point, the expand. It just feels like it's going to be that much better for baseball because I, I always felt like I'm sitting on the high horse for a minute, but it just feels like baseball out of the major sports kind of gets the bad rap, and maybe some of it's deserved, maybe some of it's not, but. I think what you're hurt, and then you mentioned you hit the nail on the head with what sometimes hurts the sport is that some of the biggest stars aren't in the postseason. Mm -hmm. You know, like you don't see like LeBron has made the playoffs every, you know, pretty much every year of his career except maybe his rookie year. So you've seen you've seen him in the spotlight. You see like in other sports, you kind of see it. It's like I want to see guys like Mike Trout. I want to see Shohei Otani. Mm -hmm. I want to see oh, that because imagine not just just you know just what they're going to do but just like the rate what it's going to do for baseball expect mm -hmm. to me it's just it's just awful it's it, it's a crime against me that the angels have not been great not mm -hmm. just been great for a little bit it hasn't been great for a while it's and been like maybe 2014 i think is the last year they went to the postseason and they got swept 
Yeah, exactly. And it, it kind of feels like certain certain teams just need, you know, I don't want to say need to make the playoffs or, the, you know, just for the sake of, I don't want to say watchability, but it just feels like the Angels are one of those teams stacked. It's just like the Blue Jays, in, you know, seeing, imagine seeing Vlad and then seeing guys like, and then you have Biggio, then you have, then you bring in Matt Chat. Yeah. It's like you want to see certain teams like, listen, no one's not going to, we know the Dodgers are going to be there. If not, then, you know, I don't, I don't have to pack Dave Roberts' boxes. I think if he doesn't make the postseason with this team, which is probably even better than the team that, but if he doesn't, but it just feels like certain organizations, we want them to succeed for different reasons. Yeah. It, it's kind of like basketball. It's like people want the Knicks to do well because it's New York's kind of like the mecca of basketball. Yeah, so it's a big, the, big, big name. Like, uh, it's the uh, it's a good way to call it. It's uh, it's a known. It's a, one of the like the most popular brands in, in in basketball. Yeah, and it's like when the Knicks, like you want to see the Knicks. You know, you don't have to be a Knicks fan to want the Knicks to succeed. It's just it's like it'd be great for basketball to have postseason basketball in New York mm-hmm. instead of you know like okay the Brooklyn Nets are there, but I just kind of feel like when I look at certain teams like, like you mentioned Philly. And Philly, this feels like the year for them to kind of get into the postseason. Because especially, you know, you know, especially with Kyle Schwarber there, I kind of feel that his bat, you know, I hope the guy doesn't play in the outfit. I listen, I I love Schwarber to death. Like, look, I tell folks, if you don't believe me, look at his fielding stats. You don't have to believe me. Just look at the stats. Because the stats don't lie. I may lie a, a lie or two. But those stats, those stats are there for a reason. And they're and by by statisticians who know a little bit more than me, and they'll tell you the same thing. But to kind of to kind of circle and, and, and close out, and I think we, we kind of covered it, but I, I do wanna because I you mentioned before we head out of here, we talked a lot of baseball, mm-hmm. but I know, and you mentioned it, you're a Raiders guy. Oh, yes. Now and before we put a, before before we put a button on this, just give me your thoughts because you're it feels like you're the perfect person. That's why you're always on because you always fit into the mold. You know when you look at not just like what the Raiders like that division right now, that AFC West, and, and, and I tell people think about this. What when you look at the playoffs, could it be possible? And I tell people like, listen. Three of those four teams, like, listen, they're stacked. And I tell people, listen, the Chiefs aren't aren't the Chiefs anymore, especially what they did today. So that definitely kind of puts them back. But when you just look at this division, how confident are you feeling now about the Raiders, not just with Devontae Adams, but with the other moves? How confident are you as a fan Then in years past, like, you know what? We can actually do something now. <laughs> This is the first time that I, I can't wait for football to start. Typically, as a Raiders fan, I'm like, all right, football's going to start. I can't wait to like watch the football. I can't wait to watch other teams. I've always had a backup team because I knew they're not going to be good. Yeah. Uh, last season, um, the whole John Gruden thing, I don't want to get into it. Like, whatever. Yeah, yeah same um, here. Same glad here. he's gone. <clears throat> but like, I'm just looking at the, thing, the, the pieces they've added. I mean, Chandler Jones, uh, Darius Phillips, cornerback. A couple of different line uh, linebackers. Um, they and then the big guy, Devontae Freeman, or not Devontae Freeman, Devontae Adams. 
And like I live here in Wisconsin and like people here are sad. <laughs> like my coworkers <laughs> are sad. <laughs> They're confused. They don't know why he's going there. Well, one, I mean, who knows how long, you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to be playing quarterback. He every offseason, it seems like he's teasing retirement. Like, who knows? Um, maybe he wants stability. There's no income tax or state tax in, in Las Vegas. So that's another plus. And plus, mm-hmm. he goes back to his college quarterback. Like, and they absolutely like the numbers they put up are just dumb. Like, it's, it's incredible what they did together uh, for two seasons um, back in Fresno. Um, shout out the, you know, Fresno Bulldogs because uh, they, they have some sneaky talent all over sports, you know. Aaron Judge, another Bulldog. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited, man. I, it's, I can't wait for football to start now. I think this season, you talk about what the, the Chiefs, they lost their best receiver, one of the best receivers in, in football. Um, and good thing that the Raiders signed Devontae Adams to that big deal now because the Chiefs saw that and they're like, well, we got to, you know, we can't under lowball our guy, right? So they, they basically told him, we're not going we're not gonna to pay you. Um, all that money and he's gone. So good for him for, uh, you know, again, seeking the bag, you know, he's with the dolphins. We'll see what happens. I mean, the dolphins, I don't, I don't, I'm not a football guy. I mean, I watch it, but I don't, you know, I don't know if the dolphins, yeah. they're not good. I mean, they may be good next season. They weren't last season. Um, is Tua the answer for a quarterback? A quarterback? I don't know. Maybe. Um, can you throw that far? If, you know, if the cheetah gets open, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, they, they're dynamic in, in Kansas city. Now, I don't know if they scare us anymore. Like he was one of the reasons why, like, I've been as a Raiders fan in games with them. I felt confident we're going to win. It's just to see him run down the field, you know, get a catch a 50 yard touchdown or pass and then kick a field goal to win with like no seconds left on the clock. You know, like I've seen this so many times, like now what are they going to do? I don't know. I I think the Raiders, I think they have, then we don't even talk about Russell Wilson. He went to the Broncos. So like that whole division stacked, it gets going to be so it's going to be insane. But, uh, I'm excited, man. Like, this is the first time I've been legitimately excited since I could remember. I started watching football uh, 2001 when they made it to the uh, post uh, postseason. And then the next year with the tuck roll and all that, like, or the, um, not tuck roll. Yeah, the the tuck roll. Mm-hmm. Um, since then, like, they haven't been good, except maybe one or two seasons. So I'm I'm excited. Like, I don't, I don't know how I should feel. Like, this is weird. <laughs> Like, I'm not used to this. Like, what do I do? They're good. It, 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 it's like to, to me, I have the reciprocal feeling because I'm a Falcons fan. Oh man, I'm a Cubs right, fan. Man. So it, to me, I'm just the type of person now. I'm just happy to see everybody else happy. Yeah, that, that's it's like because because the minute and I'll say this before we wrap up, when I saw Matt Ryan leave, I I don't blame him. And over who are watching, they know I'm a Falcons fan. All I'm gonna say, good for him. It, it's like you know what, I root. I can root. I I I will continue to root for Matt Ryan, because he was he was there, through through the peaks and the valleys. He was there for it all, and I think that's why you know kind of similar to Anthony Rizzo, I'm attached to those guys who were there, when you remember things weren't great, <laughs> and they, they they were just there, and then when the, we got success, I wanted you know. You know, in the case of Matt Ryan, he didn't win his championship, but you know Rizzo did, and I root for guys like that who who stick it out in a, in an era where it's easy to go to other places. Like Matt Ryan stuck there; he was the epitome of class. And to see him go to Indianapolis, it's going to hurt. But what Indianapolis is, is going to get, they're getting a great quarterback mm-hmm. who still put up very good numbers. Oh, yeah, and you're getting you're getting a quality uh, quality person. 
and he's going to immediately help that community the way he did for Atlanta for 14 seasons. So, so that's how we end on the note, on the on the high note of the Atlanta Falcons. You can never say this show never ends on a high note with the Atlanta Falcons. It may be the last note that you know, last time we'll end the show with the Falcons, but you know, put them in the beginning and just get it over with. But, but, but once again, my man. Francisco, thank you so much for coming yeah. on. I really do appreciate it. Of course, man. Like anything like I told you, I don't mind talking baseball. I love talking baseball. I mean, can I give my, my podcast a quick plug? Go around it. And I was going to see. Now, you see, he's the part of the show. He takes the part of the show where I tell the guests. Oh, and you listen, you know what? I'll let you I'll let you do a plug your podcast. Plug anything you want, my friend. Yeah, I mean, you can find me. Uh, my Twitter is here, FDCasha22. You can find my podcast, uh, The Walking Off Pod. Um, the podcast name is the walk off with Francisco. It's Twitter handle is walking off. Um, I, I was, I used to be a brewers podcast, like strictly brewers. I switched it up, changed it up. Now I pretty much, what I do is I interview baseball players and I get to know them. I just break down like their, their, their call up, their draft story, their minor league stories. Um, incredible, incredible stories that you hear. Um, so if you're a fan of just like any team, like, definitely give my podcast a listen like i've had uh brewers podcast i've had in the indie ball pod uh indie ball players i've had um other podcasters on um i had some royal player i have a really good interview dropping tomorrow with a uh a blue jays prospect incredible um last last week i talked to uh uh who was it it was um e- uh, evan Re- refert who was traded from the brewers oh am i gone Did I lose you? Oh, is it just me? <laughs> I'm hijacking the show. I love it. All right. Um, what's going on? Anyway, um, while I wait for <laughs> wait for him to come back, but yeah, so definitely uh, feel free to get my podcast to listen. Um, you can find me on YouTube. You can find me anywhere you find your podcast. Uh, Spotify. Um, apple podcast anywhere you go um definitely give it a listen um if you're a baseball fan in general give it a listen um oh i'm back myself yeah hey, hey, there he is I, yeah. I, I went through a show i had to get rid of you i said this is mine now i'm, I'm, I'm yeah. a regular fan pirate i figured i'd just kick you off and take over yeah, I, I felt that would happen. I'm like, wait a minute, this this, this feel, wait a minute. I, I've seen this movie. I don't know which movie, but I've seen this movie, and I think I'm Tom Hanks in this movie. No, not not you know not Forrest Gump, not Sleepless. Oh, Gump. I know no, what you're I, talking about. Yeah, uh, yeah, the yeah. pirate ship movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I I was like, wait a minute, this you know, listen. I like Tom Hanks, but this is the wrong movie for me in the position to be in. But but like I say, you know, before before the before the hijacks happen, now. <laughs> but you know, once again, I always appreciate you coming on. You yeah, know, of course. And you know, you you know, great podcast. And like I say, don't once again, don't be a stranger. Um, I'm just let me know, man. Send out the bat signal, and I'll be out. Yep, I'll, I'll be. You'll see it. I'll, I'll. I gotta fix the machine, of course, but I'll, I'll get to it. Yeah, try, try, try to get picture of me on there, but <laughs> a lot of work, a lot of work. But but folks, you know. Thank you for listening and watching this podcast. Remember, you can listen and watch each and every episode of the Sports in the World podcast, Apple, Spotify, 
Google, wherever you get your podcast, and check us out on YouTube as well with this episode as well. So, folks, for Francisco, I'm Ladarius. Be real, be you, be blessed, and be safe from all of us here from the Sports and the World Podcast. The Sports and the World Podcast is brought to you by Exogun. Ever do a workout and feel like you need a massage after? Well, get your massage without leaving the house. Don't let pain and soreness slow you down. Exogun revives muscle, boosts circulation, and releases energy so you can recover faster and live better. Take it wherever you need it. Work, the gym, the trail, and put the power of percussion massage treatment in your hands. It's portable, adjustable, and powerful. Exogun is trusted by the pros to deliver the ultimate in recovery. Like we said before, you can even use it for percussion therapy. What is percussion therapy? Percussion therapy boosts muscle function and recovery by penetrating deep into the muscle tissue a series of rapid, concentrated, pulsating strokes. Gain back control of your body and achieve long-term pain relief with Exogun. Get 10% off with code CGS10 at checkout. Comes with a charger and carrying case. Go get your Exogun today and treat yourself to a massage at a moment's notice.